Hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer with health and fitness using the SMILE method. I am Shannon Burroughs, your host for the show, and also a breast cancer survivor and fitness professional specializing in cancer exercise. The purpose of this show is really just to share my journey and the importance of exercising cancer. I want to help other breast cancer survivors take back control of their lives to become the best version of themselves by educating, empowering, and inspiring you throughout your cancer journey and beyond. Welcome to episode 106, my friends, where we're going to discuss the importance of exercise in cancer for cancer prevention, during treatment, and through recovery after surgery. Now, we've all been told that exercise is medicine, and it is. In fact, American Cancer Society recommends physical activity to include at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity activity during each week, which breaks down to really only about 30 minutes a day. And I don't know about you, but I like a 30 minute window. Sometimes working out for an entire hour seems like a lot, but it also depends on what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve. Now, that also may sound like a lot to somebody who's been sedentary for quite some time, or somebody that's actually going through cancer treatment or they're recovering from their breast cancer surgery. Now we know it's no secret that exercise has many proven health benefits for preventing disease, promoting health and well-being. There's actually substantial evidence that suggests the increase in physical activity, including structured exercise programs, is associated with lower rates of certain cancers, including but not limited to colon, breast, prostate, lung, and uterus cancers. Researchers have concluded that the more exercise you get, the lower your risk of premature death from cancer or heart disease. Well, hello, why wouldn't you want to exercise then, right? There's actually a lot of factors to consider um, in regards to exercising. There's several pathways through which physical activity can affect cancer risks. I'm not saying that if you exercise, you're not going to get cancer. I am a proven statistic to that as a trainer and a healthy individual getting diagnosed with breast cancer was certainly concerning. Anyway, there's a lot of metabolic pathways um, that are also affected by by exercise, like regulating hormone levels, balancing insulin and insulin-like growth factors, um, proteins involved with both insulin metabolism and inflammation. Realistically, inflammation is where many health problems lie, including cancers, obesity, diabetes, and other chronic diseases. I'm going to touch real quick on the cholesterol. Not that we're talking about nutrition today, but everybody thinks that if you eat too much cholesterol, you're going to get high cholesterol, which is not the case. You get high cholesterol because of inflammation in your body. And the inflammation in your body comes from what you're putting into your body, which is why it's extremely important that you focus on the foods that you're putting into your body. Okay, that's just a quick tip on nutrition. All right, so like I said, it's not just to say because you exercise, you're not gonna get cancer. We all know that. If you exercise, it's not that nothing is ever going to happen to you, but it is going to increase your chances for a healthier life. The point is, exercise helps maintain a healthy body weight and overall amount of body fat. It also helps us maintain low levels of fat in and around the abdomen, which is where our visceral fat is. That visceral fat is that unhealthy fat that we have. Anyway, maintenance and the regulation of your blood sugar levels can control some tumor growth factors, and they can also improve your immune function, which will help you reduce symptoms of mild to moderate anxiety and depression. Well, hello, who wouldn't want to reduce anxiety and depression? 
It can also increase uh, and improve your mood and function, as well as overall physiological functioning, and increase levels of free radical scavengers to assist the body in preventing DNA damage. So basically, when you're exercising, you're changing the body's hormone levels, which is favorable to avoid obesity and speeding up the metabolism, which is generally believed to speed up the passage of ingested foods through the colon, and that reduces the amount of time the colon lining is in contact with possible carcinogens and carcinogens is what can cause cancers. Then, there's the obvious, if you're exercising and you're trying to be healthy, you're more than likely not smoking cigarettes, which is the single largest contributor to cancer. So, let me get this straight. You can look good, you can feel good, and it's an all-around win. So just get up and do something, just move. Anyway, To avoid any further health issues, do your part and start exercising regularly at least 30 minutes a day. I say since it's January, start yourself off on a challenge. Try to maybe work yourself up to 30 minutes a day. Maybe you start with 5 minutes of stretching a day. Maybe you go to a 10 minute walk. Maybe you go to 10 minutes of actual exercise. Just do something. Just start. And like I mentioned last week, do it imperfectly perfect. That's what this year is about. Doing everything imperfectly imperfect. Just take action. Okay, so we just talked about exercise and preventing cancer and other health issues. Let's talk about the benefits of exercise during treatment. Now, some might think that it would be best not to exercise during treatment because of fatigue and other side effects from the treatments, but actually starting or maintaining an exercise program after a cancer diagnosis is going to help that client become stronger both mentally and physically. Unfortunately, cancer diagnosis and its treatments are often associated with negative side effects, and that is going to diminish the quality of life. So I've talked about mindset as being one of the top pillars in a healthy life. So if you have mindset and your mindset is negative, that's going to attribute to your overall quality of life, right? So if you can change your mindset to positive, I know I've talked about this over and over again, but it's extremely important, then we can tackle those other side effects that come from an actual cancer diagnosis and their treatments. Okay, there is evidence that shows that exercise in cancer survivors dramatically improves their physiological and psychological functioning as well as cancer-related fatigue, physical functioning, body weight and composition, muscle strength and endurance, immune function, cardiovascular fitness, and overall quality of life. Once again, exercise for the win. I've worked with many cancer survivors during their treatment, and it's really rewarding to see how exercise can help alleviate a lot of their symptoms that come with the treatments like lack of appetite, diarrhea, constipation, physical fatigue, mental fatigue, that whole brain fog, the treatment related like pain fatigue. There's a lot of muscle pain and other pain that goes on with treatments, not to mention the depression, anxiety, and insomnia. It's so exciting when I have a cancer survivor tell me they're so excited they finally got the ability to exercise because it actually increased their stamina. It's almost like that tipping point of you feel lethargic and you're sedentary and you're like, I don't have the energy or the drive to even want to move or exercise. 
and then you just do it and you're like, oh yes, that's all I needed was just that little push. Anyway, when you get to increase your stamina, you can increase your functional capacity and strength. That in turn just improves your self-esteem, your, your confidence, and your overall treatment tolerance. Not to mention your overall quality of life because you have decreased pain. You have incredible changes and shifts to your psychological well-being. You have a decrease in like total mood disturbances, a decrease in depression, and you can sleep. There is another pivotal pillar in a healthy lifestyle. It's actually, the, it's, I think it's like the secret. Sleep is the secret, the secret pillar. And I cover that um, in a lot of my, my training and my programs. And since we're talking about exercise as medicine, we all know that it's important that you get a specific exercise dose. Huh, look at that. It's like a prescription right there. What does a dose mean? Well, that's gonna consist of your frequency of exercise, your intensity of exercise, and the actual duration of each exercise session. So I mentioned earlier, just start with something, right? Just start with the duration of being five minutes, 10 minutes, stretching, yoga, do something in order to improve your physical and psychological functioning. You need to have a specific dose of exercise depending on the type of cancer, the cancer treatment, and your individual response to the treatment. So everybody's gonna be different. So there may be times that you go to exercise and you say, yeah, I think I got this today. And then you start exercising and you're getting your workout in and you're like, "Mm, nope, not so much. Or maybe you've had side effects of diarrhea or maybe you didn't sleep well the night before. That's gonna affect your dose because your duration isn't gonna be that great. Your intensity isn't gonna be that great and you're certainly not gonna be able to do that much. So those are some things to think about in regards to exercising during treatment. It is very important, so please get the mindset that you can do this. You're doing it for your body. You are the conductor of your body and your journey. Okay, let's talk about the benefits of exercise during recovery from surgery because that is where things get a little bit tricky. I've talked to many cancer survivors who think that they can just go ahead and jump right back into a regular exercise regimen after they get clearance from their doctor to exercise again. And that, my friend, is simply not the case at all. Although exercise plays such an invaluable role in like helping one to return to their pre-surgery strength and fitness levels, there are specific steps to achieving those goals. Like if you were a cancer patient survivor that was sedentary, prior to going through all of this treatment and surgery, you certainly are gonna be starting at a different level than somebody who was already exercising prior to their diagnosis. There are going to be certain postural implications that arise after a mastectomy and a lymph node dissection that are often compounded by reconstruction and radiation. And if you combine the proper amount of stretching and strengthening, you can dramatically improve all of those implications. I mean, naturally, anytime there's any sort of amputation, it's going to result in some form of muscle imbalance, right? So the issues are not going to correct themselves, and sometimes patients are sent to PT, also known as physical therapy, to assist in the recovery, but unfortunately, so many clients are released long before they're fully recovered. And it could be just because their program is six weeks long, six sessions long, the insurance doesn't cover it, Some people don't even have insurance to cover physical therapy to begin with, so they're kind of left on their own to try to figure out how to resume some sort of normal activity. 
And it's not even just exercise. It's literally daily activities. Being able to reach into the cabinet, being able to put something on the top, top shelf in your closet, being able to reach for something. There's so many different facets of life that you don't realize that you need to focus on that strength and stability before you can move on to a formalized exercise program. Let's think about if you were a cancer survivor who went through radiation and you had radiation in a specific area, right? They're targeting that specific area for that cancer. There's going to be definitely tightness there and possibly even scar tissue. And it can only contribute to so many more postural deviations. And that's in addition to our normal daily activities. Like we work on the computer all day. We hold our phone between our ear and our shoulder. We sit at a desk all day. Maybe we sit on the couch with our laptop. Maybe you even hold a baby on the side of your hip. Maybe you hold a dog on the side of your hip. I don't know. Sometimes I do. Not only are they compounded by surgery and radiation, but then that creates like a whole chain, like a a kinetic chain, your chain reaction to leading down your neck, your back, your knees, and even ankle pain. So if you have all of that, and then you try to go back to your regularly exercise program that you were doing before, you're just going to do more harm to your body. It's incredibly important to remember the benefits of cardiovascular training too, but Again, you're not going to go run a marathon as soon as you get done or get cleared from surgery. You need to work on building that up. You need to work on conditioning. That's why it's called conditioning. Anyway, many clients are going to suffer from fatigue long after the treatment has even ended. So it's very important that you start gradually working on that cardiovascular conditioning. And that's why I suggest walking. Even if you just start walking or you sit on a bike, you can ride the bike Definitely don't go into running right away because you need to remember that you have gone through surgery, which literally you have no tissues left in your breast, okay? So there's really nothing really holding them in except for pockets. So you want to try to avoid running. And let's just keep in mind, the reason we're doing all this is to gain that healthy lifestyle back, right? We want to produce those endorphins that's going to give us that much needed energy that you've been lacking because of treatment and just maybe depression and just the whole cancer journey itself just sucks the life out of you. Unfortunately, chemo and radiation have a detrimental effect on the hearts and lungs too. So that's something to consider in your exercise programming with cardiovascular training as well. But the good news is that both can be strengthened through a regular cardio program. And I like to think that swimming is an excellent source of relief for not only cardiovascular, but to help relieve those tight muscles without putting like the excessive strain on your body, on your joints and on your muscles. It helps you with your range of motion for your arms and shoulders because you're not going to be able to just lift up right away. You need to work on that. Um, it's also, swimming is also really good for breast cancer clients who have undergone an auxiliary node dissection. So there's a lot of factors to consider when it comes to exercising obviously swimming as well. I like to think of swimming as like the all-in-one sport. (laughs) It's a form of cardio and strength training because you can work several muscle groups all at once. Oh, side note, if you are immune compromised from chemo or radiation, you should definitely talk to your doctor first and avoid public swimming pools, hot tubs, lakes, and oceans because they are more than likely going to cause some infection. And we're not trying to go backwards in our recovery. We're trying to keep it moving forward. So now I ask you, are you a breast cancer survivor who's been newly diagnosed 
and needs to start exercising now? Are you a newly diagnosed breast cancer survivor and you've already been exercising and you're going to crush this journey? Are you a breast cancer survivor that's going through treatment that doesn't think that they can exercise? Or are you exercising? Are you a breast cancer survivor that has gone through your treatments, you're recovering from surgery, and you have no idea where to start? Girl, I feel you. After going through my own breast cancer journey and figuring out my ways to exercise properly again, and then finally becoming certified as a cancer exercise specialist, I realized how much information cancer survivors don't even know. Like, they don't even know what to ask. Doctors don't talk to them about it because, again, they don't go to school for exercise and nutrition. So they're left just kind of hanging and it leaves them hanging to have more harm to their bodies than anything. And you're not going to be able to have the quality of life that you want. I mean, it not only sucks that you've gone through cancer and you've gone through surgeries and treatments, but then to lack in the quality of life for movement. No, you deserve so much better than that, which is why I'm trying to share with you all this information that I possibly can that I have in my little noggin up here. And I want to be able to share that with you. In fact, I feel so strongly about understanding the importance of exercise and cancer and living a healthy life that I, in 2020, along with many other things, created a five-week starter program for breast cancer survivors to start taking control back of their lives through exercise and healthy living. It's called a Breast Cancer Survivors Course. Clever, right? I know. All right, so it's a five-week program. And it just covers all the five important pillars that you need for a healthy lifestyle. In fact, what a perfect day for this. It is actually going to start my, I'm actually going to start my 30-day pre-launch for that on this coming Monday, January 11th. So if you would like to be a founding member for a breast cancer survivors course, we are pre-selling that only from January 11th through January 15th. Now that's for founding members only. Okay, so if you can, if you want to hop on board with this, you can go right to shannonbros.com, get onto that wait list, and you will be a founding member for a breast cancer survivors course. It's also an excellent gift. So if you know somebody that's been diagnosed, or if maybe they're going through treatment currently, and you're looking for something to give back to them, give them a gift of health, a healthy lifestyle, then this is an excellent gift for them. And you can become a founding member and purchase that now, and then just give that to them down the road. I would love to be able to change your world one smile at a time by going through this course. Okay, so what exactly are the benefits of working with a cancer exercise specialist? Like, why wouldn't I just go start to exercise and work out like I did before, before you were diagnosed? Well, hello, have you not listened to any of this episode of any of my previous ones? <laughs> just kidding. All right, here's some things that a cancer exercise specialist that you might find beneficial. Maybe you don't but it's extremely important to at least consider, okay? We've gone through extensive training to really learn and understand the different surgeries, the different treatments, the side effects that come with those treatments and how that affects your body. We do a full postural assessment to determine those muscle imbalances that can be causing you pain and degeneration in your joints. We do a full range of motion assessment to determine limitations in your joint range of motion following your surgery and treatments. We do a balance and core stability assessment because if you're not having the stability that you need in order to stand up straight and have that posture, you're just gonna have continuous uh, pain in your joints. We do girth measurements when we monitor you for lymphedema, 
flexibility assessments, and we personalize your entire exercise program to help you correct those imbalances and prevent future degenerations while helping you to return to your pre-treatment level of strength and fitness, or even better, especially if you started off sedentary. We know how to reduce your cancer pain and fatigue, prevent, identify, and manage your lymphedema. We know how to increase your shoulder range of motion and correct your postural deviations following your mastectomy and or reconstruction. We can improve your tolerance throughout your treatment and also help you to prevent and or manage osteoporosis, diabetes, and any damage to the heart and lungs, which are side effects that could follow chemo, radiation, and any other hormonal therapies. That's a lot to think about, right? That's a lot to consider before you go ahead and you jump back into a regular exercise regimen. After your body has been like put under construction, put through all those surgeries and treatments, that's a lot to soak in. I'm gonna end it on that note and give you some things to think about. I would love to invite you to join me next week when I speak with a fellow breast cancer survivor that I have had the honor of working with and she is also a local survivor here with me. And she's going to share with you some important tips and things that she learned going through her own breast cancer journey and how exercise and healthy living has helped her through her journey and recovery as well. Having a little trouble with words today. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it has somehow changed your life with a smile and has empowered you or inspired you to become a better version of yourself. If you like this podcast, go ahead, subscribe, share with your friends, and even leave me a review. If you'd like to learn more about cancer and exercise, head over to shannonbros.com and sign up for my newsletter. Until next time, live well, laugh often, and love much.